Hi, I'm Simon Freethy, and welcome to Testing Tracks from Cyrus. Each week, I'm going to share with you some of the tracks we use to evaluate products during our development process. But whilst we can measure all sorts of parameters on the test bench, the ACID test is how the products sound in the real world. So evaluating how they play music is absolutely critical. Firstly, each track has to be a great piece of music to ensure that the enjoyment factor is still shining through. But then each track also has something that we know is not easy to reproduce, so acts as a particular test on one element of the performance of the hi-fi system. Each week I'll be joined by a special guest and each one of us will pick three tracks. For rights reasons, the podcast can only contain small clips of the actual music, but links to the tracks from all the major streaming services can be found on the info section of the podcast or on the Cyrus website. So this week, my guest is Stuart McGregor. Stuart is an old family friend of Cyrus, having previously run our R&D department and now works here as a senior consultant, uh, supporting our young team in R&D with a few grey-haired pearls of wisdom. So, Stuart, you've probably been involved with Cyrus since I was in short trousers, I would say. Yeah, it could well be. Well, let's say like 1992, however long that is. 92. Okay, well, uh, I think if you've got pictures of me in short trousers at university, (laughs) I think you should keep them to yourselves. That's uh, something we we don't want to go public. So, welcome. Welcome, Stuart. Thank you very much for helping me take part in this. Um, as I said, so you're going to pick three tracks. I'm going to pick three tracks. I'll go first with one of mine. We do it alternate, A, B, A, B. Yeah, why not? Or should we do a sort of new penalty shootout, A, B, B? No, <laughs> no, no, let's keep it simple. A, B, B. Okay. So I'm going to start with one track that you know well, because you and I yeah. have listened to it a lot of times here. A track we use often in tuning our, cre- our kit. And that is the, the Dido um, don't okay. believe in love. Yeah, let's. Uh, that sounds good. And uh, and the reason we listen to this a lot, it's got this amazing kick drum bass at the beginning with the real real attack on it. And we've actually measured it on the oscilloscope, and it it almost comes up as a straight line. And the reason that that is a real test of a hi-fi system, if you think about, you know, that you're trying to move this cone forward and you're trying to stop it on a sixpence or uh, something smaller than a sixpence requires a huge amount of current and power and control and is, yeah yeah and control this is something we found actually with the that works especially well with the uh, class d hybrid stuff yeah. we've got massive massive current power output so what we're really listening for here is that kick drum and can we hear the beginning and the end of it stopping and just make sure it's really yeah. really crystal clear so let's just line that up and play that one briefly If I don't believe in love, nothing will last for me If I don't believe in love, nothing is safe for me When that chorus bit comes in, and you can also hear the bass guitar doubling up yeah. with the bass drum, and they're very, very tight, amazing you know, group together. But on again, on a good system, you can still hear the two distinct sounds coming through. Again, very you know, quite difficult, so you need lots of good separation for that. Yeah, I know. I love the vocal on this too. You love the vocal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so we do. Uh, that's one we, we've listened to a lot. So yeah, highly recommend that you try that on your system. So listen out for that bass kick. Uh, yeah, and the vocal's good. The vocal's really, really good. Um, should we move on to one of yours? Yeah, Steve? sure, sure. Well, my first track is uh, uh, a Menson um, album, particularly Midsummer Night's Dream. But the particular uh, performance is uh, Sir Neville Mariner conducting the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields. Right. Um, I have a, a long-standing relationship with the orchestra particularly, as you have a bit of a background, in that it was really my introduction to hi-fi. Oh, really? So, oh, so yeah. So this goes back a long way. It goes back to, well, we won't say when, but <laughs> listening to uh, the Academy playing um, Arrival of the Queen of Sheba, and is that live you've been to live or no live? i have seen them live yeah, yeah. yeah but this good. this was actually a recorded track played of course on vinyl long before cd was even thought of right uh, on a sort of a valve system and it opened my eyes to what hi-fi was all about and i'm still in love with this orchestra and we will still return to uh, trafalgar square on the odd occasion and spend time there but of course we won't see neville mariner and but uh, yeah i have i'm a bit of a junkie for the academy yeah, it's amazing and maybe because I, I, I mean one of my earliest hi-fi revelations is a is a classical piece which my dad mm -hmm. used to play um usually on a reel-to-reel -reel through his avantic valve amplifier and through his goodman's corner speakers yeah you know, back in back in the <laughs> uh so yeah about that for another day that but it's amazing how these 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 songs do influence you and then actually when you play them you find that there's something re you get to understand the nuances and you know what to listen for on a on a, hi on a good hi-fi system so yeah this particular performance uh just recently i was playing it in fact i've got cd as i was playing it and doing something else as you sometimes do yeah, but yeah. actually when i heard it playing it was one of those moments where i felt i had to stop and listen to it which i did and you really need to listen to the whole album it is very much a complete performance, in my view, this album. Um, we're going to pick one track, but I suppose what connects me so much with uh, the Academy is the way in which they play their touch, the feel of the performance, that kind of thing. And I'd encourage anyone to basically give them a listen. Okay, Some so of these older recordings are fantastic. So apart from telling everyone they're going to have a really fantastic experience by listening to this whole album, what what is it that you draw out of this as the... It the, probably the conveys, some, it's the emotion that it conveys in the playing and the, and the closeness you are to the, uh, to the orchestra. So how close you feel to the orchestra and how you connect with them. And that's only conveyed on a good system. Okay, so essentially you're saying that if you listen to this album at home and it leaves you cold, you need to go out and buy it. Yeah, you need okay. a PSX. Okay, <laughs> right. Let's just hit play and uh, let's. The tears will flow. I hope. before and um I, I can see what you mean it, it's got a lot of uh a lot of warmth and emotional content in it and i find classical recordings sort of fall into a couple of categories don't they you get some of these ones that are so really really accurately recorded you know they're, they're, they're so analytical and you're hearing you know you get a great sound stage and you've got the mics kind of placed all around the auditorium but i suspect this is 
uh, not a recent recording. Doesn't sound like it. In fact, it's eighties. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. But it's still well recorded, and, it, and you've got that real sense of togetherness, which I think is where that emotional content. I think comes that's what through. I love, and the scale on this system is great. So what's really so the the, the technical benefits for you are. What's delivering that emotion? It's effectively the ability of the system to do the scale, to do the, the you know, the big bits. Because that was the, um, what we were just playing there, the the, the shirt so which, yeah. which is the second re, 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 Reaching through the system to the performance as much as any for me. Yeah, yeah. No, fantastic. Really like that. Good choice. And nice to have a classical piece because I haven't got one. Uh, so, yeah, good. Excellent. Well done, Stu. So moving on. Uh, let me, uh, the next track I was going to play is one, again, that I've sort of hinted at that I quite like because it's new. So whilst we've got a lot of stalwart tracks that we do play over and over again because it's good to have reference tracks when we're tuning our kit so we know what it sounded like on the last generation of the amp and we can pair it again. We do like bringing in new uh, tracks every so often. And this is one that was from an album that came out just before Christmas uh, from Harry Connick Jr. Uh, and it's uh, the album's A True Love, A Celebration of Cole Porter. So they're all Cole Porter remixes, uh, not remixes, um, Cole Porter covers. And the track I particularly like is, is I Love Paris. And A, it's a beautifully recorded album. You can really hear everything going on in this. And Harry Connick Jr. has got this fantastic vocal uh it's kind of deep and rich and yet still tuneful you know really it is quite mesmerizing and this piece then goes through a series of sections where essentially each instrument in the band has a little solo on it and uh you know with a jazz band like this or a big piece orchestra you've got you know instruments that sound similar but actually are different you know like you might have a you know tenor sax or an alto sax or you know slightly different instruments and being able to hear the tone between them is really really good so but the test for me on this track is how different and how individual do each of those individual uh, performances sound and how how clear and how recognizable are those instruments so that's what i like about this this particular one let me Get it up for you, Stu, and tell me what you uh, think. Yeah, okay, definitely out of my comfort zone on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Not a jazz man, then? No, sorry. But I'm very interested to hear it. Okay. Of course. Excellent. <laughs> Push those boundaries. Yeah, excellent. I love Paris in the springtime. I love Paris in the fall. I love Paris in the winter when it drizzles. I love Paris in the summer. The other thing I really like about it is, whilst you've also got those solo instruments going on, you've got that really quite delicate little play of those other little brass bits going on in the background. And again, you've got you know double two or three instruments playing in harmony. And this recording enables the system to actually really pick those out. And you can tell whether it's two or it's three. And you know, there's some really subtleties to an yeah, arrangement. Which the really interplay between the instruments yeah, yeah. and... and uh, the resolution of each of them is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And the timing between those things. Yeah, I haven't suddenly got converted, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed it. Just nice to listen to. Yeah, yeah. fantastic, fantastic. Is that, and is that warm vocal. It's, it's quite interesting because the warm vocal, and the, and the first solo instrument that comes through is a clarinet. And it's kind of, if you had to say what instrument is Harry Connick Jr., it would be a clarinet. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, it's, you know, there's some really nice bits of arrangement in there, which I really, really like. Good. So I've yet to convey to fully to jazz, but we're we're on the way. We're on the way. 
Okay, good stuff. Stu, what's, what, what have you got up next for us? Uh, well, this one is um, a listening favourite of mine. So in other words, an evaluation favourite of mine. It's um, probably another track from the 80s, actually. It's uh, probably just coincidence, but it's a crowded house you, track. You pick all the oldies and I'll pick the <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> yeah, a crowded house track. It's uh, called Four Seasons in One Day. Yeah, I know that one. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's I find it great for evaluation. There's this great deep sound in it that... Uh, Pulses away at the beginning and uh, used it a lot, this track. Okay, right, let's hit play. Uh, any particular bits that you... That, that, From that the start, you, actually. That you yeah. listen out for, so sort of, is it vocals or resonance or timing or... Um, timing particularly, yes. Right, okay. Which yeah. particular bits? Uh, again, from from, from the, the start. start. Okay, yeah. from the start, listen out for the timing. Okay, here we go. Four seasons in one day Lying in the depths of your imagination Worlds above and worlds below The sun shines on the black clouds hanging over the domain Yeah, kind of Beatlesque, really. Yes. It's got some sort of McCartney-ish piano yeah. and uh, the vocal, of course, from the same region and that, but... So if a system's not timing well, how will you spot it on that track? I think in the alignment of the instruments, so everything playing together. Right. Yeah. So to, to the speed, yeah. it gets a bit jumbled because yeah. that's quite cause some quite complicated things yeah. going on, going on at, in that at track. a subtle yeah. level. Yeah. 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 No, like that. Very, very good. Excellent. And uh, the system is sounding great. Yeah. Or, of course it would. Of course it would. <laughs> of course it would. We're the best place ever to listen <laughs> to music, aren't we? So yeah, sounds great. Okay, excellent. Right, now... Um, I've got one more and um, I have to say I'm a bit annoyed uh, because uh, I, I think of myself as a slightly avant-garde uh, selector of music from the day that I went to see Josh Stone's first concert at some tiny little dive somewhere before she became famous. And uh, I have been listening to this track by Celeste for quite a while now only of course for about a week before we did this podcast for her to be announced as the bbc's town of music of 2020 winner <laughs> so now i look like i'm just following a trend but trust me no i do i was there beforehand and it's this it's this track called strange which you may have heard so it's very very simple it's just really piano and her singing but it, it's the way that and I've heard it now in a few systems. And actually, there's, there are a couple of live versions of the track around. And on the live versions, her vocal is sounds very, very clean. But when she recorded this, she did it in Los Angeles as the wild, uh, whilst the wildfires were, were raging. So there's lots of smoke in the air. And the smoke had definitely affected her voice. And she admitted it later. So the, this recording, the studio recording, has a quite a husky tone to her voice and it's somewhat unique uh, and it's yeah. somewhat unique so if you listen to it through but the real the bit that, that on a decent system you get this amazing sense of space around the vocal so that central vocal just kind of hangs there in the middle with the rest of the instruments in the background and you don't really get that on on a system that isn't finding that that resolution and detail isn't it strange into that <laughs> so I, I, I forgot it. didn't realize the music was going to stop well, well we can't can't continue the whole thing because of the podcast rights and all that kind of stuff. good good you like that track 
Yeah, feel very close to the performance. Yeah. And, uh, and it's it's interesting the way they've mixed it, isn't it? Because the piano, they've almost it's almost like they've kind of like thrown a, a handkerchief over the mic that's on it's top veiled, of it. Yeah, almost yeah, veiled, veiled just yeah. so the vocal really stands out, which yeah. helps that. And then you've got that that, that that stringed instruments that come through. Yeah, know, the, the clarity of it, very nice. You know, it is amazing. So yeah, maybe I should have played the whole thing through. But we'll we'll do that after we've gone off it. I'll play the whole thing. So uh, yeah, I really like that track. Really, like yeah, it. really. It's a lovely track to listen to anyway because it's full of such emotional power and I, you know, and and that how you perceive that vocal is a really good test of a high forest yeah. system. Yeah. Cool. Right. Uh, and lastly, Stu, what have you bought for us now? Hopefully, something equally eclectic because you've gone uh, <laughs> from from classical to eighties to something else. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, truthfully, uh, uh, most of my listening diet these days is electronic and and of the moment. So um, for this session, I thought maybe play uh, a remix. I'm a great fan of remixes um, and get somewhat too involved Looking in them. Looking at you, Stu, we wouldn't guess that you would be getting out those dancing <laughs> shoes every Friday night. Well, <laughs> it's as much as anything. If I hear a remix and I like it, then I have to go and listen to all the other remixes and all the other versions. Anyway, uh, this is a Massive Attack uh, track, which I'm, which which is great, of course, because Massive Attack, but actually Breakage Remix... It, the track is Paradise Circus, and I just love everything about this. It's very dynamic, very punchy. It's very electronic, and it's the kind of thing that I like listening to. So I'm going to subject you to it. Okay, and um, and what? Why does it sound better on a Sara system than it does on on some of the? Guys, like, to make a confession, got. I've heard this on some on some of our Class D stuff, and it sounds great on that for a start. Right. I'm not saying it sounds any less great, but this is something that Class D does really well. Yeah. Because of these, the, the, the dynamic range and those hold, hold on those lower ends. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, well, let's give it a whirl. Nothing's flat, but still, my love. All the ones that feel it the most. Look at her with her eyes like a flame. You catch those interesting stereo effects that's going on in that yeah, as well. Yes, yes. So there's yeah, there's quite a lot going on. So good resolution is going to help. And I have to say that massive attacks, you know, that's a great subject for a remix, isn't it? Because yeah. you've got this beautiful haunting melody that you can throw this really punchy yeah. and dynamic. And I love the contrast of those two. And that's exactly why it works for me. Yeah, yeah you got it. Yeah. yeah, no, fantastic. Yeah, and and yeah, you can see why that that's a real test of really high current output isn't it because you've got to have lots of control to get those bass yeah and I hesitate to say probably could be played a lot louder <laughs> we'd have to reset the recording levels yeah to do yeah. that but yes yeah we could okay no great fantastic Stuart really good choices thank you very much for helping me out this yeah, week yeah thanks for asking me Simon and uh, yeah certainly bringing in a, a, a wider eclectic uh, range of music than, than I would have chosen on my own so really okay, really cool. thankful for that yeah. and, uh, and if we get a good reaction I might invite you back again <laughs> thanks very much I look forward to that thank you uh, so thank you very much for listening to this edition of Testing Tracks from Cyrus. My guest this week was Stuart McGregor. I uh, hope you enjoyed the tracks. Uh, if you want more detail on where to find those, they'll all be at the bottom of the podcast or you can find them on the Cyrus website. See you again soon. <laughs>